ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. So I don't know what high school was like for you, but I remember going into my freshman year of high school and just desperate to have that Sweet Valley High picture perfection where I was a cheerleader and on student government. I was so excited about being a cheerleader. I was the first person to try out. It's like sitting in the gym by myself. I would sit in class and just dream about having the perfect looking boyfriend being asked to the dance and looking at the other girls and feeling not good enough, feeling like I don't measure up, looking ahead at college and knowing that I needed to work really hard. I needed to get all A's. I needed to be on National Honor Society. I needed to be top of my class. I needed to get into the right college, which in my family is the University of Michigan, and I needed to get in first. I felt so much pressure that I began having anxiety attacks. And little did I know then what I know now, which is that teen depression begins younger and younger all the time. That so many teenagers, so many teenage girls are suffering from depression and anxiety. And really, isn't that still in all of us now? And isn't that what we're doing here on the Purpose Girl podcast to learn now as adults how to like say yes to our own dreams, how to follow our own heart, how to shift our mindset, how to really love our bodies? Like That's what we're doing here on the Purpose Girl podcast. And yet I had an experience recently with a teenage girl that showed me that the work needs to start early and earlier. So today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is all about what we can do for the teenage girls in our lives. Now, listen, if you are not a mom or an aunt of a teenage girl, still listen, because you never know when a teenage girl is going to end up in front of you and needing your support. Not to mention that every tool that I will give for teenage girls is applicable to us adult girls, us adult women because I'm going to be talking about self-compassion and mindset and optimism and purpose. And so get ready for an incredible episode of the Purpose Girl podcast dedicated to the teenager in us all and all of you teens out there. First, of course, I want to read the review of the week. This review is a five-star review entitled, all caps, love this podcast. This is a great podcast for women and a positive message all females can benefit from. In all caps, she says, sisterhood rules. Yes, yes, yes. She goes on to say, let's love each other and build each other up. This is from Knights 1963 on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Knights 1963. Yes, let's build each other up. That is what this is all about. So thank you. Thank you for that review. And for all of you out there, if you haven't yet left your five-star review, then just pause the podcast for 60 seconds head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the Purpose Girl podcast and leave a one-sentence review. It takes almost no time 
But it's super important because your five-star reviews are how women all over the world are finding the Purpose Girl podcast, choosing to listen, and therefore changing their lives. I get emails every day from women who say, I just found the podcast and I already am starting my purpose-based business. I already am shifting my mindset. You've changed or saved my life. And it's because of your reviews. In fact, because of your reviews, we are growing in popularity all over the world. And this week, I am thrilled to say that the Purpose Girl podcast is number seven in mental health in Switzerland. And so just loving all of my Swiss ladies out there, loving all of you. Thank you. Thank you for leaving that review. And for those of you who are listening the day that this podcast comes out, tomorrow is Women's Global Happiness Day. It is the day that I founded for women to claim their happiness by gathering in groups all over the world. And I'm like so thrilled to say that so far we're having 85 events throughout the world. So Australia, New Zealand, the Philippines, Costa Rica, London. And I know that there are not events in every single city and you can't make them all. And so I am hosting a free online event where we are going to do the Women's Global Happiness Day exercises. Those are getting clear on the paths, the clear pathways to happiness and which ones are working for you right now and which ones you want more of in your life, creating a happiness chart, like you're going to walk away with your own what happiness means to me chart. We are going to bond in sisterhood. We are going to each create our mission or I choose statements. It's going to be super powerful. And it's happening on Women's Global Happiness Day, October 18th. Register at purposegirl.com forward slash happy or go to womensglobalhappinessday.com. Of course, all of that is in the show notes. And even if you can't make the online event live, you still want to register because that's how you're going to get the recording. So make sure you join me. And if you do nothing else, then all day long on October 18th, say to people, happy Women's Global Happiness Day, happy Women's Global Happiness Day. Or another way is to write a thank you, write thank you emails to the women in your life and say, I love you, thank you, or text. It's a perfect way to celebrate Women's Global Happiness Day. Now let's get back to our topic of teenagers. So I was at an event recently where I noticed that there was a teenage girl crying. I guess I just have a radar for it. Truth be told, I have always had a heart for teenage girls. When I was a teenager myself and I was in college, I was a camp counselor because I loved working with younger girls. When I was in high school, I was president of my youth group. And my favorite part was I was a junior when I was president of my youth group and I loved recruiting the new freshmen and being like their little mama bear. I, you can probably totally see that in me. Like I loved like just ushering them through the process and taking care of them when they were in school or taking care of them when they were at parties and checking in on them. Are you okay? How are you enjoying the youth group? Seeing their leadership potential, seeing their characteristics, seeing their strengths. Like I just loved it. When I was in college, I ran sorority rush for the entirety of the University of Michigan and 1,000 women go through sorority rush uh, the process, any of you who don't know what Rush is, it's the process of women finding the sorority that is for them. And so 1,000 women go through this process every year at the University of Michigan, and I ran that. And the reason I ran it is because I love helping younger women find their way. I love helping younger women find their way. I love helping younger women feel good about themselves. And I think any of us who go into a helping profession, we do it because we're really trying to heal some wound from our past, or we're trying to solve some issue. 
And I'm the same way. I've shared on the Purpose Girl podcast, and I'll share again, that when I was younger, fifth grade was the first time I remember having that female wound, right? That's a question for all of you. When was your first female wound? A mentor of mine, I was in a group recently, and a mentor asked, how many of you have been hurt by other women? Oh my gosh, tears are coming to my eyes now just saying it. And I looked around and all of us had our hands raised. And then she asked the second question, and how many of you have hurt other women? Whew. And truth be told, most of us still had our hands raised. Because when we were younger, I can't speak for you, when I was younger, I remember being in fifth grade and being so excited to finally feel like I had a group of friends. I had switched schools the year before and was kind of lost about friends. And in fifth grade, I finally had a group of friends. And then we started turning on each other. One day, we just didn't like one girl. And I remember thinking, this is so wrong, but I went with it. And it was awful. And then one day, they turned on me. And so this feeling not good enough started in fifth grade and went through middle school and then became this obsession that when I get to high school, if I am a cheerleader, if I am on student government, if I am a certain grade level, if I am perfect, then I will be popular, then I will be good enough. And so the perfection, like that weight of perfection was so heavy on me. And I began having those anxiety attacks. So I began telling you that recently I was at an event where I saw this teenage girl crying and I couldn't help but just notice her. And I don't know her. We were all generations, all different ages, a community event. I don't know her. Maybe about 100 people there. And, and I saw her leave in the middle of the event, walk out of the room crying. And I could tell she wasn't with any adults. And so I followed after her and found her in the parking lot where she was in her car crying. And I just knocked on the window of the car. Just, you know, she rolled down the window. I said, are you okay? And she said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cry. I'm sorry to cry. And I was like, no, 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 you don't have to be sorry to cry. Like, I'm a life coach for women and for teenage girls. And I just want to check if you're okay. And so she said, do you want to come in into her car? And I said, well, do you want me to? And she said, well, I invited you. So I said, okay. You know, so I came into her car and spent about 45 minutes with her. And we talked about all of the pressures that are on her, how she literally feels like she is in a teapot, a boiling teapot that is about to explode. And she's doing everything she can to just hold it together. She doesn't want to be a burden to her parents. Her grandmother is sick and she doesn't want any more burden on her mother who already is caring for her, her own mother. She talked about the grades and needing to get into the right college in a couple of years. She talked about the 16 or 17 different activities that she's involved in. And she loves them all. Like, this is a really good kid. She sings and loves singing and being in the choir. She does all these different activities. She sports and so many different things. And she loves them all. And she wants to do the right thing by being an engaged, well-rounded teenager. But it's all becoming too much. It's just becoming too much. And she was having that sense of panic. And so as we talked, and I was able to just talk to her and give her space for what's going on with her, I became so clear and aware how much this work that we do in Purpose Girl is needed for teens. In fact, the truth is that I began doing this work because of teens. 
after my divorce, I've shared with all of you my story, and I got divorced at 26 years old. And after my divorce, I was totally lost. I didn't know what to do with myself and had a chance encounter with my own youth group advisor. I had been in Jewish youth group and I'd loved my advisor and I hadn't seen her in years. And then 10 years later, after my divorce, she and I bumped into each other. It was, quote unquote, a coincidence, but not. And Ida, this tribute goes to you. And she said to me and Ida said to me, go volunteer, go be a youth group advisor. Call the youth group, which is B'nai B'rith Youth Organization, BBYL. Call them tomorrow and volunteer. And so I did. Right. I would have done anything at that point. I, I really wanted to get my feet on the ground again. And suddenly I started working with 40 high school girls. And they were so excited about the future. They were so fun. They loved to dance and act. And they were so stressed out. The pressure for the grades, the pressure to be pretty enough, the pressure, the not feeling like they were good enough or pretty enough. Why don't the boys like me? Do I like boys? Do I like girls? Several of them had eating disorders. I spoke to several mothers about their girls binging because they were too afraid to talk to their own mothers about it. And it's not their mother's fault. Like, I don't know that my daughter would talk to me because we often don't want to talk to our own mother. We, we want another trusted adult who's nonjudgmental, who's unattached from the outcome, but who cares about us. Right. And sometimes our own mother, our own father is too close. And so as I sat in the car with this beautiful young woman who has so much ahead of her but was feeling like a pressure cooker, we did a few exercises. I brought her into mindfulness and we took some beautiful deep breaths together just to calm her body, inhaling deeply into her nose and into her belly, exhaling, letting go of the world for just a moment. We talked about the kind of help and support that she needs I asked her if she was seeing a therapist or a coach, and she shared with me that she had been matched up with a therapist that was the wrong therapist, but again, didn't want to be a burden to her mom. So she and I talked about how to talk with her parents about what it is that she needs and what it is that she's looking for. We also talked about not being perfect. We talked about self-compassion. We talked about self-love. We talked about purpose. I mean, it was like an incredible 45 minutes. It was such a gift to me. Because I came home and I began journaling, 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 journaling about work I want to do with teenage girls. Here is what we know about teenage girls. And those of you who are parents or aunts or friends of teenage girls, you know this better than I do. By mid-adolescence, girls are twice as likely to develop mood disorders as boys. This could be because girls develop faster in terms of, you know, emotions than boys it could be because girls tend to be more sensitive to emotions. There are some researchers that say that that is due to differences in our brain structure. Some don't agree with that. But we also know that so many teens, especially in today's world, have created a whole lifestyle built around their anxieties. I know that that was true for me. My anxiety from the time I was a young girl was that I'm not perfect. The anxiety that I have to be perfect in order to be loved. I built an entire world around it. That's why I had to be a cheerleader. That's why I had to be on student government. That's why I had to be perfect. And let me share that the minute that that crumbled, I fell apart. In fact, I was on student government in freshman year and felt so awesome. I think I was like secretary of my class or something. I don't remember. And then when I ran for student government going into 10th grade, I lost the election. Oh my goddess, I'm telling you, I was so 
mortified. I was so devastated, humiliated. It felt like my class was telling me, all the other students, all my peers were telling me, we don't like you. Now, is that what they were actually telling me? No, but I didn't have those tools to be able to differentiate that at the time. And so what I did is I heard the election results and I ran into the library and I hid in a corner. I found a little table and a chair and I just sat in the corner and I cried and I cried for about two hours until my English teacher found me there. I don't know how he found me, but Mr. Honeyman, I love you. And he found me in the corner and he talked me through it until I was able to just shift my mind a little bit, that it was okay to lose a little bit and I could go home. What we know is that teens who are struggling have so much anxiety. And of course, the social media aspect doesn't help. But social media is not going away. So when I talk to a lot of parents who come to me and they say, what can I do with my teenage daughter who's depressed or who's anxious? Oh my God, the social media, it's not going away. So instead of trying to battle social media, which they will get on, they will find a way, they will create a fake Instagram, they will create a fake TikTok account or whatever those are. Instead, we've got to get to the root and get to them young about building up their self-efficacy, building up their confidence, building up their own internal strength and courage to be able to say yes to what is a yes for them and no to what is a no for them. Even if that means that they're saying no to us as adults. We've got to work with them early to know their strengths, follow their own heart, their own path. We've got to work with them early to be resilient to failure because everyone fails. The most successful people in the world have failed over and over and over again. You'll hear this if you listen to any of Steve Jobs' former talks. May he rest in peace. If you listen to Bill Gates, if you listen to Michael Jordan, you listen to Hillary Rodham Clinton, you listen to Shonda Rhimes, you listen to any successful woman or man. Every single one will tell you that they have failed over and over and over again. And so I came home that night after talking to this girl and wrote this. Oh, sweet girl, breathe. Let yourself off the hook. You do not have to carry this too. You do not have to carry it all. Breathe, sweet child. Let yourself be imperfect, silly, young. Oh, sweet child, my heart is hurting. Oh, sweet child, you weren't born to feel this way. Oh, sweet child, can you release? Can you let go? Can you surrender? Softly, sweetly, surrender before you crack. I used to write a lot of poetry, and for years it hasn't come to me until that night with this girl, and that's how I know that this is something that I need to do. So let's talk about what's going on with teenagers. And by the way, I absolutely know that teenage boys suffer from anxiety and depression too. This is not to say that teenage boys do not need support. Of course they do. Of course they do. This is simply to say that we know that the disparity in female depression begins in adolescence. And therefore, if we can work with girls earlier on their self-confidence, on their strengths, on mindfulness, then we can shift this forevermore. We also know that girls have eating disorders more than boys, right? While eating disorders definitely affect both boys and girls and transgender, of course, 
Girls make up over 90% of hospitalizations related to eating disorders. This is from the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. We know that in fourth grade, about a third of fourth grade girls, that's about eight years old, say that they have already dieted, already don't like something about their body, already want to be different. This is an issue. We also now know that so many teens are doing self-harm, self-injury. And that, of course, is boys and girls. And so the question is, what can we do about it? I'm going to share what I've been working on and what I'm feeling into of what we can do about it. Open up the dialogue with you because I want to hear from you about your own teenage girls. I want you to email me. Go to PurposeGirl.com. Email me what's going on with the teenage girls in your life. Email me about girls who need help. Email me your ideas of what we can do. And we're going to build something fantastic together as Purpose Girl. But first, let me share a word from our sponsor. We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if we try super hard and we eat kale salads and we drink green smoothies, we still are not getting all of the essential nutrients that we need every day. That's why Ritual Vitamins were created, obsessively researched by women for women. Ritual Vitamins have the nutrients that most of us do not get enough of from food. I love Ritual Vitamins because they taste great, either lemon for prenatal or mint for the regular. They make me feel amazing. I notice that I don't get sick as often. I feel more energy. When Ritual first came to me, they were sponsoring the podcast, so I got it for free. And then I started paying for Ritual. I love Ritual Vitamins. Ritual is transparent. If you are obsessive about reading labels, they are vegan-friendly, non-GMO, gluten-free, etc., Better health does not happen overnight, but right now Ritual is offering all of my Purpose Girl podcast listeners 10% off during your first three months. Trust me, you want to take these vitamins. They are amazing. Fill in the gaps of your diet with Essential for Women Ritual Vitamins for Women. It's a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com forward slash Purpose Girl to start your ritual today. Again, that's 10% off for your first three months. Ritual.com forward slash Purpose Girl. And you will love them. Okay, so that night after I went to this event and had been with this amazing teenage young woman for about 45 minutes, I came home and I started journaling. What if I create a group for teenage girls? What if I create a group for teenage girls, I'm going to read to you right from my journal, about how to manage stress, about how to feel calm in your body, how to bring about calm in any moment, how to love yourself fully, how to love your own body how to feel confident and good enough, how to be strong and courageous when you fail, when you don't get picked, when you feel rejected, when you feel humiliated, how to have self-compassion when you screw up, how to forgive yourself, how to be okay with okay, how to know what happiness really is, that it is not some Shangri-La out there that you're trying to achieve but to come into your body with contentment. How to find your own power. How to know that your power is within, not on the outside, that it is not found by your report card. It is not found by which college or university you get into or do not get into. It is not found by whether your parents talk about you as their star child or not. It is not found in how many friends you have or which friends you have. It is not found on how many followers you have on social media but that your power is found within. 
what if I have a group like that? And then I started thinking about what activities do I actually need to do with girls, right? So what are the issues that we're seeing? Let's dive into this. Number one, and again, this is whether this is teenage girls or adult women, let's be honest, how to manage stress. The fact is that the majority of people are running around stressed out. We are all like hamsters on a treadmill, myself included. I have to constantly, every day, come back to managing my stress. And what does that mean? A couple of things. One, it means knowing how to shift my stress from something that's harming me into something that is energizing me. Two, it is getting to the root of my stress. And is the root trying to obtain some sort of ideal external motivation, external validation, which often is the case? And then how to work with that stress is to find the true story. So the stress for me comes from a story, a deep core, old story, old belief that no longer serves me that says, I will only be good enough if dot, 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 if I have a certain number of podcast listeners, if I have a certain number of Facebook followers, if I get this gig or that gig, and all of that is wrong. So how to manage stress comes down to knowing our core beliefs, really being clear on what is true and not, and learning how to work with our mind. And then it is the daily stressors, because there are daily stressors. I wish that there weren't, but there are. And how to work with that in terms of breathing, in terms of mindfulness, knowing how to come back to the moment. Because what we know is a lot of stress is because we're either freaked out about the past, we're stressing about the future, and mindfulness is how do we come into the present. So what if I have a group for girls where I teach them how to come into the moment and present? What if I have a group for girls where I teach them how to breathe and to feel calm in any given moment? What if I have a group for teenage girls where they learn how in any moment to shift that stress and get to the core of the story and then rewrite that story? Wouldn't that be amazing? The second thing I want to teach girls is how to love your body, right? What if I were able to create a coaching program where I had a group of coaches who were trained in, in these aspects, mindfulness for teens, breathing for teens, loving your body, feeling confident. And there was like a six-week program or an eight-week program. And one of the things that the girls were coached on is loving their body in a world that tells girls and women that our bodies are all wrong, right? That we're supposed to dye our hair if we get older, that our stomachs are supposed to be inward instead of normal, beautiful, round, outward, that there's something wrong with having hips when we have to have hips in order to bear children. And there are actual tools, right? There are tools that we can learn. I can't just say to you, just love your body. No, that's why I teach you tools on the Purpose Girl podcast, tools like getting into the bathtub and beginning with your toes and saying, toes, I love you. Thank you for being so beautiful. And maybe painting your toes before you get in the bath, of course, or after. And then your feet and thanking your feet for how they help you walk. And then getting to your thighs and saying, thank you, thighs. And really getting comfortable touching our own body and giving our body the love that we want to feel from a partner or a lover. Coming to really love our own bodies, loving our belly, saying thank you for bearing children. Thank you for digesting food. Thank you for being soft and beautiful. 
So what if, what if teenage girls could go through a coaching program where they actually learn the tools and they actually started writing love letters to their body? Like I've been working on this now for like about a week and a half since this event happened. I've been so excited. You all could do this too. Write a love letter to your body, dear body, and begin with apologizing. I'm sorry for all the ways that I've harmed you. I'm sorry for the things that I say to you. I'm sorry for the mean words that I use. I love you. And then telling your body what you love your body for. There are so many beautiful tools that I just want to teach every teenage girl and every woman, as you know. What if in this six or eight week coaching program that girls work with me or with coaches that I bring on, they learn how to feel good enough, good enough. And they learn that good is good. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be the best. But what they do need to be the best in is themselves. It's not how to get an A plus in calculus. It's how to get an A plus plus in being themselves, how to feel confident. And what this is, the purpose power tool here is knowing your own strengths. I did this with one of my coaching clients yesterday. We did this beautiful exercise where I asked her to close her eyes, hand on her heart. This is a purpose power tool and feel into what are you proud of? And I said, fill in the sentence, I am proud of. And with her eyes closed, she shared what she was proud of. And then I reflected that for her and said, thank you. What are you proud of? And I kept asking her and she kept repeating, I am proud of and feeling into different moments in her life when she was proud of herself. And then from that, asked her, and what strengths do you hear in that? And it was such an incredible session. She felt so alive and so did I, so uplifted by the end because she noticed and recognized her own confidence even from when she was a teenager and participated in a play. She ran the whole school play even though the adult in charge had said, I don't think you're capable of doing that. What a terrible person for saying that. But anyway, he obviously had his own issues at the moment and she did it anyway. And so she recognized her own strengths, her own confidence, her courage how she puts herself out there. And we could do this for teenage girls. We could do this with you too. Maybe I should just create the same program and do it for women and for girls because it's all applicable, right? How to be strong and courageous. What this means is the tool of learning in your body. Women have this beautiful thing called intuition. This is a feminine power. Men have it too, but women have a lot of access to their intuition. It's why a lot of women can even sense if their babies are crying without hearing it. It's intuition. But often women ignore their intuition, right? You have an intuition that a friend needs to hear from you and you think, oh, that's silly. I'm, I don't know what I'm thinking about. Or you have an intuition about an idea for work, but you don't share it. And then someone else shares it and they get accolades. You have an intuition, but you meet somebody and you're like, mm, that person doesn't quite sit well with me. But you think, oh, I should just give them a chance. I should go out with them. Or you're afraid to hurt someone's feelings. And then they end up hurting you or they end up doing something rude. And you're like, no, I had an intuition. I didn't listen. And so teaching a girl how to be strong and courageous in her yes and in her no, knowing her own intuition and having the courage and power to say no, that girls can learn, I have the power. I have the power over my own body. I have the power to say yes. And I have the power to say no. And if a partner, a lover, a man, a woman, them, anybody wants to be with me, then they actually have to work at it. I'm that worth it. This is our opportunity with girls to teach them that. I want to teach them how to have self-compassion. I studied with Kristen Neff, and there are four steps to self-compassion. It's recognizing the feeling that's happening, the anger or the sadness or the hurt, and then 
it is validating the humanity, the humanness that everybody feels this way. And then it is being kind to yourself. Teach them how to find their own purpose inside of them, their own dreams, what they want to do, not what others want them to do. Teaching mindset, how to have a growth mindset, how to shift your story, how to tell the story of your life. There are so many tools. What we know is that what is needed now is for us to start working with our young people younger. I mean, this is the future, right? So this is the opportunity that these girls who are the women of the future, that they begin to feel good about themselves now, that they begin to feel strong in their strengths rather than focusing on their weaknesses now, that they begin to learn how to stop blaming the world and being responsible and accountable for their own well-being now that they learn to stand strong in their yes and strong in their no. Can you imagine if we teach these girls now how to really love themselves? We would have a whole generation of mothers, right? In 10 years, in 20 years, we'd have a whole new generation of mothers that were teaching the next generation of boys and girls to love themselves. Like, this is the opportunity. And truly, what teenage girls need is really the same thing as what we need. I was reading the poem that I read to all of you, to my therapist, actually. And she said, those are the very words for you to say to yourself when you start being harsh on yourself. And of course, I had tears in my eyes because you've heard me say before that I believe that we are every age we've ever been. And so indeed, the 17-year-old in me needs to hear, oh, sweet girl, breathe. Let yourself off the hook. You do not have to carry it all. That younger part of me in high school was humiliated, devastated, so could not deal with, could not stand rejection when I lost that student council election and didn't know what to do, didn't know how to work through it. That same high school girl that I was a year later had been both captain and MVP of my cheerleading squad. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) And then when I went to try out for varsity the next year, I didn't make the squad. And I was so humiliated, so horrified, so scared to not be a cheerleader, to not be what my perfect image was. I was so afraid that I would lose perfect status in my parents' mind, so afraid I would lose perfect status in my friends' mind, so afraid that my whole world was coming crashing down because of this one external validation that I didn't get, right? I did not make the cheerleading squad. That I had such an enormous anxiety panic attack. I went into such hiding and fear. My parents were afraid that I was going to hurt myself. And my mom made me sleep in her bed that night. My dad slept in mine, and I slept with my mom because I was so panicked, so ashamed. I so did not know how to deal with stress or failure or rejection. I was basing so much of my own worth on what other people thought of me or whether or not I was a cheerleader. And I would love to say that it's different for these teens now, but it's not. I think it's only gotten worse. And no matter how good of a parent you are, and I know those of you who are listening, you guys are rock solid parents, like Purpose Girls, The reason I know you're an awesome mom or an awesome parent is because you 
take the time to listen to the Purpose Girl podcast. So you're taking the time and the space to really build your own growth mindset, to really become your own best self, to become a woman on purpose. So I know if you're doing that for yourself, that means that you are an amazing mother or an amazing aunt or an amazing mentor because the best way that our teenagers learn is not by what we tell them to do, but by watching what we actually do. And so as you are doing these things, as you are saying, yes, I'm going to learn my yes and my no, and I'm going to follow my own purpose, your daughters are watching and they're like, oh, look at mom go. This just happened with one of my students. She said, I don't want to take time away from my kids to start a career, but I also feel like I really, I want this career so badly because she wants her own financial independence. And the thing that she really wants is for her daughter to see a strong woman who's going for it. Girls will love their body more if they see their moms and their aunts and their women mentors, teachers, loving their bodies, feeling good in all their curves or all their straightness or whatever it is, their small butt, big butt, big boobs, small boobs, whatever. That is the best thing that we can do. And so you can tell I'm getting super fired up and super passionate about this. And I would love to hear from you. Should I do it? Should I create that six or eight week coaching program for teenage girls? I want to hear from you. Go to PurposeGirl.com and send me an email. Tell me about your teenage girl. Tell me if this is something that you would want them to go through. It would be 100% positive psychology, right? We're going to do self-love, self-compassion, mindfulness, meditation, how to deal with stress, growth mindset, learning how to change your thoughts and how changing your thoughts changes your feelings and your behaviors, creating a growth path, knowing your own purpose. I mean, ah, I'm getting so excited about it. So I want to hear from you. And by emailing me, you're not committing to anything. I'm just starting to be in the conversation stage, the building stage, the thinking about it stage. And I want to collaborate with every parent out there. I want to collaborate with every auntie, every auntie, every friend out there. And let's do this together. Let's decide that we're going to change the world starting with young women, right? That we are changing the world one young woman at a time, changing the world one every woman at a time. And any of these purpose power tips about loving your body, about the four steps of self-compassion, about shifting your mindset by getting to the core root issue are applicable to you at any age. And so I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. If you did, remember, hop over to Apple Podcasts, leave your five-star review. And of course, if you have not gotten your free Living on Purpose guide, go over to PurposeGirl.com. Sign up for my newsletter. Every week I put out tips. I put out videos. I'm going to be coming out with a YouTube series, and that's how you're going to get notice of it. I mean, every single week you're going to get juicy tips, juicy purpose power tips on how to live your best life. The same is true if you have not joined the Purpose Girls Facebook group. We are a community where we are out there every day posting motivation, quotes, uh, journal prompts, questions, wanting you to celebrate your week, us hearing from you what your challenges are, supporting you. I mean, it's amazing. A woman just posted there yesterday that she was feeling really challenged. She wants to be brave and create change in the government, but she was afraid. And like 10 women responded to her. You got this. I believe in you. You can do it. I mean, don't you want that kind of support? And it's totally free. Go over to the Purpose Girl Facebook group now. Of course, you can find me on Instagram at Karen Rockhind. If you love the podcast, like post about it in your stories and tag me so that I can reshare. Like that's how we are changing the world one woman at a time. As always, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life.
Bye for now.